The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for another episode of the Tumbling Saber Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, back after a week off, taking a little spring, I don't know, I call it spring break. It's a little early for spring break, a little March break action. Uh, but glad to be back finally at the podcast. Mike, how y'all doing, everybody? What's going on out there? Corey, I'm coming over to yeah. you right here. What's mm-hmm. up, buddy? Dark times, my friend. <laughs> Dark times. Why? Yeah. Why? Why do you say that? Oh, the toilet paper's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need TP for my bunk order. No, it's it's sad. I mean, everybody just uh, keep it real out there. Be responsible. But uh, for the most part, yeah, everything's been good, man. You know, still, still slowly catching up on resistance. You know, other than that, uh, I don't know. Just keeping it real. I, I kind of stayed inside for the most part of the weekend, I guess, man. Just kind of, you know, went to go get groceries. That's about it chilled out yeah i mean that's that's basically it's basically all you can do right like i mean it's, it's one of these unforgettable weeks for i guess for mostly the wrong reasons and like one of those weeks where you know 10 20 30 years from now like you'll it'll definitely be what were you doing like what happened what where are you at in life when when everything shut down you know there's not that many events like that in a lifetime but uh carlos how's it going how you how you uh coping with this global shutdown uh, <laughs> it, it's uh, it's hard to uh, put into words really it's just um i i was full of anxiety during the week and thursday it really really hit my peak uh and just getting all kinds of uh I'm not. I'm not the type that listens to news on the radio, and I try to isolate my news to like. Um, I I don't do the local news thing, so I I look for the big picture type of thing. But uh, I I made the mistake of turning on the radio, and I had a panic attack. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> and yeah. Uh, so uh, it was Wednesday was bad, and Thursday was worse. And uh, I, I was not at work on Friday. I was home with the kids because their, their school got uh, shut down mm-hmm. on Friday. Uh, and uh, b- but, uh, you know, we took the dog for a walk and uh, we took uh, quite a few uh, actually long walks. Uh, and other than uh, going to the grocery store, like uh, like Corey mentioned, it's been pretty much uh, isolation. Uh uh, which you know is fun, and you know what I like about uh, podcasting? I don't have to breathe the same air as you bastards. <laughs> I'm I was about ha- to say the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm happy uh, just to be behind the microphone. And there's some that's the beautiful thing. I think podcasts are going to find an explosion um, over this next uh, this these next few months. Uh, people. Uh, keep downplaying this and and making it seem like oh uh, you know 
you know, there's uh, some high-profile douchebags that uh, call this whole thing a hoax. Uh, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it is. It's just it's it's you know stupid people, and this is something that I've been I've been worried about for a really really long time, and um, it's uh, coming to fruition. It's it's going to be a lot longer than people anticipate, and uh, you know I had to stay off Twitter. Uh, for a while because uh, people were whining about when the hockey playoffs were going to start because they paused the season. Like, dude, get a life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's, it's all a write-off right now. Like, we, we... Everything is a write-off. Like, this, this is like basic systems shutting down and we're down to life support. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to stay that way. Like, the way they're doing this is the way you kind of boil a frog. You just put it in water and you gradually turn up the temperature. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. we we just had our schools shut down for two weeks until March twenty seventh. Yeah, the until first further step. notice. Yeah, that's just the first step. That's just that's like the 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 wording behind the NBA saying uh, we're suspending the season, and and the the NHL has even less balls and said uh, we're pausing the season, just not to say canceled. Yeah, they don't want they don't want to use that terminology at all. Like, and they had to. I mean, the NHL was clear in their statement that oh and we still want to do the complete the regular season and award the stanley cup you don't have to i mean obviously there's some people out there like you said like there's people complaining where where's our hockey when are the playoffs going to start i guess it's for those people but you didn't have to include that in your statement like most level-headed people understand this is an unprecedented time so just shut her down no but it's you could tell that uh, gary bettman takes his marching orders from uh from the Jacobses and the and the Snyders and all these greedy look this is not going to be this is not pretty but this is a reckoning for the way uh, this is a, a a slap in the face of neoliberalism that's been coming for 40 years slap in the face or a kick in the pills uh it's a wake up call it's it's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a the ice bucket challenge for neoliberalism, uh, it's 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 time to wake up to to the evils of 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 greed. They tried to sell greed as good for so many years, and they um, it... what is the movie? I think it's from the, it was from the eighties or early nineties. I I want to say it was Danny DeVito's character that said it, but like, like whoever dies with the most money wins. That line has stuck with me for nearly thirty years. I I don't, I don't remember what movie it's from. Now, oh, well, what are you gonna do? But really, like when you when you look back, and I'm we'll we'll get to Star Wars in a few minutes. Uh, when when they needed when they needed scrap metal, people went in the streets and picked up scrap metal so that they could make bullets to fight the Nazis. Oh boy! And everybody was involved, and they felt they felt that they felt that there was this sense of patriotism. In, in making the sacrifices that they had to make. And right now, even after 9-11, it was go out, go buy something. Like the, just to try to keep that economy and that bubble alive. And that bubble is fake. And the Fed just invested $1.5 million into companies that are just, they that, that, it lasted half an hour. A little, that, little that fake injection spike. of one point, yeah, one point five trillion dollars lasted half an hour. It got a little bump, and those greedy people—they <laughs> uh, <laughs> still sold off their stocks. 
Oh man. Hey, were, were were you talking the whole time and then came in with bullets or cause you, did you like drop out or like or were you talking the whole time? I may have dropped out. I said that during World War II, that greatest generation, <laughs> those people, <laughs> those people were asked to collect scrap metal so that they could make bullets to fight the Nazis. Yeah, that that first part about the greatest generation <laughs> dropped out, yeah. and then because I, I was talking about Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> and then you came in with people picking up bullets off, making bullets from scrap metal, and I was like, "Whoa, what a here's a left turn." <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm not telling people. I'm not saying people should be doing that now. I'm just saying the verbiage that they're using now to try to quell the sense of like fear, where is is the opposite of what they did with the Greatest Generation, where they knew that they were in a fight and people felt implicated by even if it was just collecting scrap metal off the street, because it, they knew that it had to be done and it was a sense of patriotism. And right now, the only sense is try to keep that bubble that the the economy from completely crashing and it's it's misguided and it's dangerous because this is an unprecedented event that the last time something like this happened was 100 years ago yeah this is certainly strange like there there are there haven't been many events in in our lifetime we're all about the same age there have not been many events that have rivaled this maybe no. none like i mean obviously well 911 was a big one that was a big one for sure absolutely that's probably the most acute moment of like the world standing still that I can remember. But now this is getting right up there, but this will be obviously more strung out. I think. Oh, no. And, and people are still, like I said earlier, people are saying, Oh, know, the next couple of weeks, I'm like, expect this to last months. You know what I mean? Like this is, it, it might, um, it might quell down a little bit during the summer months, but come the fall, there's going to be another peak and people are, uh, people are going to be like baffled. And, it's the science behind it. Mm-hmm. It's it's always that way. It's it's gonna be that way. It's gonna last eighteen months. And people who think that they're gonna you know return to normalcy and and uh, be able to go watch a baseball game or a hockey game anytime in the next eighteen months, I mean that's wishful thinking. And it's actually it's it's worse than that. But I'll just say wishful thinking, just to not insult anyone. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Listen, listen to the CDC. Listen to the experts. Yeah, that's it. Everybody just keep it real, too, man. Keep it real. What does that mean? Like, it means it means don't, don't buy... hoard shit. Yeah, like <laughs> don't don't buy forty two gallons of milk. Like honestly, like I went out <laughs> twice this weekend just to grab whatever. Once I went out, there was only on the top shelf. Uh, there was just a few eggs left in six packs. Like I wanted to get a, a dozen. Well, no, couldn't. And then, uh, anyway, like I said, if if I saw anyone in there like hoarding stuff or whatever, I'd, I'd like tell them probably straight to their face, like you're part of the problem. You know that, right? <laughs> like, but it it took it took uh, some stores. It took them uh, about a week and a half to ten days uh, to put up signs that say you can only buy two of one item. Like, yeah, there's, no, there's no need that for this. Long. I mean, there's no need for this this buying on mass like you don't need it we're not there and not only that with the amount of toilet paper that some people are buying like if you don't have food you're not going to need toilet paper to wipe your ass if you're not going to be yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> you know food first yep oh boy anyway this is uh yeah definitely anxiety inducing times for for everybody but you know h- hang in there 
I, I saw one one Facebook post where it's like the greatest generation was called to war. You're being asked to sit on your couch. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know, th- th- we, eventually we will get through this, and it's going to be okay, right? Yeah, man. Said we just got to keep it real. Be cool. Work together. It'll be okay for about eighty uh, percent of the population. Well, hopefully more. We have to stay a little positive, you know. Mm. Yeah. We'll might, see what happens. I me mean, being positive is not fifty percent. When it, when it's all said and done, we're not even gonna have anywhere near an accurate estimation as to how many people were actually had it or were diagnosed because it's just so many cases are gonna fly under the radar. You know what I mean? So I'll never have a true number of how many people were actually infected. No, it's tough. It's tough to 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 be able to say. But uh, this is, uh, man, I don't want to go too too anyway, deep. Whatever. Yeah, Star, 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 Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> Doctor Michael Wars. Doctor Michael Osterholm said that. Uh, he's, a, he's a scientist and he's been working on these types of things for uh, probably the last two decades, if not more, uh, made an estimate. And it's a conservative estimate that 70% of the world's population is going to get it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that, yeah. It's, and, it, the whole point is to slow it down, not to stop it. Yeah, yeah you can't stop it. That's the whole point. So the, if, if us being at home is going to slow it down and allow the hospitals the space and the time to to... to to take care of those people uh, that get sick at this time, um, as opposed to everybody getting it all at the same time, there's, you know, that the only chance is to slow it down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, most, especially uh, some people thought it was very extreme with the, because uh, we're in Quebec and uh, I think our government did a decent job. Surprisingly. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was trembling because when is the quebec government no matter which party's in power when was the last time you could trust the quebec government to do something right and i thought that this party who i did not vote for did okay did i yeah they did okay but there's also there's also the calls uh to end all immigration into the country because you know profit you know they're trying to how do you say that they're trying to take advantage yeah of the situation you know, for trying some, to attack their agenda onto this. Yeah, and that I don't like it, but also at a certain point, yeah. I mean, I think it is there. There, there has to be. My sister just got back from Cuba last week, and Cuba hasn't been a hotspot, but nobody said a damn word to her at the airport. Yeah, I had and a that's friend a who federal federal arrived back from from Asia, walked right on through. That was about uh, yeah. three, four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Just strolled right through and got it. Got a piece of paper. Yeah, no, no, no. It's uh, that's and that's a federal jurisdiction, so you can't really put blame on the, on the provincial government yeah. in that sense. But, but uh, the, the, you know, uh, the calls from the provincial government uh, to the federal government. I mean, I understand them. I just don't like the reasoning, or the the. It's it's uh, it's it smells. It's it's a little yeah. It's yeah. The, yeah. I just don't like the yeah exactly. Like I, I get it. It's pragmatic, but I I see what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because like when when, it, when this whole thing blows over, are you going to relax that law or just, eh, we got it here. We locked it in. Yeah, that's the problem. There you go. Like Pal- Palpatine, right? 
Exactly. Gets those emergency exactly. powers, doesn't let them go. Anyway, exactly. hey, good look, yeah. we're, we're veering yeah. into Star yeah. Wars. Let's stay that way. Uh, yes, please. Has, has anybody been uh, easing the anxiety with any plastic therapy? Any any toys, Lego added to the collection? No, not this week. Uh, no, it's going to be a while, I think. Well, I, I kind of had to get out there for my nephew's birthday. Cause little man... Like had to go out there and get something, so scored him something nice. Um, uh, I saw something nice, and uh, this is actually this was about a, over a week ago. Found a flamethrower Mandalorian that I bought for myself. We'll talk about that later, right, Kyle? What? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So this is just uh, what else? I got some Marvel stuff. Beast found a beast in the wild. Marvel Legends. That's a hot toy, man. Yeah, I'm. I, I have it already, so I'm, I'm gonna try and trade this one. Try and get Jubilee. That's, that's. I've come to that decision. And my boy Troy from the Nerd Room, he he let me know. He gave me a heads up on She-Hulk came back out of stock on Amazon and locked her down. She has been shipped. Cool. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that I'm was a tough one to that. find. Yeah, I like it too, man. They're nice. There were there was some nice new Marvel stuff out there on the shelves, like Venom. Uh, what else was out there? Uh, anyway, good stuff. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, it's it's available. It's out there. It's cool. Like, if Star Wars wants me to spend my money there, like that's what's gonna end up happening. <laughs> I just can't find anything else. I was out there like looking for some of the new maybe vintage collection for you, or you know, some of the new six inch stuff that's supposedly hitting the shelves. Nada, zilch. Yeah, it's it's tough pickings out there. Like I, it's well, it's void and null, man. It's crazy on some. Hold like, your Walmart. horses, there, Corky. Well, come on, not so fast. <laughs> like I have, here. I have an update. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, no, like like you said, you did pick up one of those uh, flamethrower Mando Funkos for me. It needs a dab of crazy glue because that uh, that little tuft of. Uh, orange plastic representing flame snapped off so i just got to get a little dab of crazy glue on there to fix that is it snapped yeah it, it's not it's not a, like a insert Det- really eh? no 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 it's it, it's broken mm. that's all right it'll get a little little tiny little dot of of crazy glue it'll be fine but otherwise uh i did hit a walmart it was, i almost had like it was like a vision at um like in my mind like of like luke on Dagobah, he's thinking of head, head to Luke, uh, to Han and Leia at Cloud City. And I, I think those I, are the best. Yeah, those are the best collecting scenarios when you you get into that state. I just like I got I, I got to go to Valley Field. I got to go check out that Walmart. It's calling yep. me because I know that yep. the vintage collection stuff is on the shelves in certain waves. And I one Walmart that I checked had nothing, of course. Uh, so I just I took a, a, a trip out there amidst this pandemic. I jumped in the car, head out head out to Walmart. Get to the section, found myself a clone trooper from Attack of the Clones. That was, that was nice. It's a it's a kind of a repack from years gone by. Got Cara Dune, which was also very nice. That, I, I skipped the Black Series release of Herc in lieu of this. But then I found him. He was there. The Mandalorian. Oh, you got yeah. it. I finally nice. have a vintage collection. Mandal- a, a, a Mando of any kind outside of Funko. Nice. So I finally got myself a Mandalorian. It it, it took a global pandemic <laughs> to clear out the stores 
so that I had a shot at Amando. You know, I, I was going to go out there this weekend. You're a lucky boy. I should have I should have bought it for you and not told you. You would have bought it and kept it for yourself. The Mando probably. Yeah, like, I, I know you. I know you. <laughs> there wasn't a square to, to spare, Kyle. There was just the one. Just the one. I, I did. There's one more part of that wave. Is it's the remnant stormtrooper from from Mandalorian, and I I don't like it. I don't like the paint app. So don't get it. I didn't. I'll, if if I think it might be a little bit of a peg warmer. So if if I see it on rebate at some point, then I'll pick it up just to complete the set. But some some of them have gone down considerably down. Like I've seen them down to like two to three dollars sometimes. Yeah, that's the, that's those first waves though that. Yeah. Really flooded the pegs at one point. Like. These ones, the the last few waves have not done that at all, at all. So yeah, I'm thrilled, man. Like I was so happy. Like it was one of those moments where in collecting, out on the hunt, and something goes your way, and that thing that you want is there for you, dude. That's the honey <laughs> hole, man. That is the OG honey hole. Like that place always did it for me, man. I don't know why. It's always stocked, but it's, no one. It's a. It's it's in a town of half decent population but it's got to be a place like a cold spot in terms of star wars because i have struck gold there a couple of times i found the uh black series jedi knight luke there and not that it's a particularly difficult figure to get but you know at the time i couldn't find it until i went there and it was like 30 something of them in the in store crazy i remember i remember a time when that that store was absolutely you have no idea how many black series they had at one point it must have been uh, i can't the display was ridiculous they had them marked down to ten dollars at one point like this is three four years ago now but well, the, the lowest i ever saw a black series was down to like 6.98 or something and it was, oh yeah, it, was so- it was the those way massively overproduced um cassian andors and oh, Genersos. Yeah. They got some sometimes at EB Games, $5 Fridays. Yeah. One that I've checked out fairly recently still has a Cassian Andor, which is insane to me. Just put it on five bucks and it'll, it'll go, but they don't do that. They just leave it at, uh, whatever, 20, 20, 28.99, 29.99, whatever. Anyway, uh, half decent week. I wasn't really expecting to have much of a collecting update this week. But it it came through. I got I got some big itches scratched. Uh, so we'll You're see. Pretty what... lucky, eh? I told you about that place, huh? Well, it's not like I didn't know it was was there. Yeah, but you wouldn't have known it was a honey hole. Uh, Whatever, man. Yeah, I heard you. I did. Yeah, that's that's fair. Stay away. Oh no no no! It's it's it's. I've moved in. It's mine now. A <laughs> uh, quick question. A couple of weeks ago, we we were talking about the. Um... The the stormtrooper and the Boba Fett busts, um, the helmets. Yep. Uh, have Have you seen the um, the official images of uh, of the box art for those uh, for those sets? Uh, is it like a white, uh, a fairly whitish box? No. See, okay. So if you check in our in our group chat, uh, I actually sent you the link uh, for the bust. I want to see if because I know you were kind of lukewarm on them. Um, I want to know what you think about these things because um, I, I was already really happy with them, and now that when you look at the actual um, the presentation, the box art. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen these boxes. Yeah, the box. The, I was actually caught off guard by the box artwork. I was like, whoa! They, it almost looks like a page out of Hot Toys. 
Yeah, there's like there's like a, um, uh, a not a prestige element to it, but uh, almost a UCS feel. Yeah, like you know when when the um, Rise of Skywalker line came out, and we saw yeah. like it, it had like a bit of a premium feel to it. This this is no different. Honestly, yeah, I, like I, the box almost makes me want to buy and just keep it in box. <laughs> yeah, that's what most people were saying was that uh, they'd probably end up getting two of the one that they want uh, just to keep one in box. Uh, they're they're nice, man. They really did a really good job. Uh, and if you look at the sh- especially that Boba Fett helmet, it's nice. Oh man, it's it looks really really good. Yeah, it looks really good. And sure. we're 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 talking probably ninety Canadian dollars. Uh, you know, for the same amount of money, you could you can get a Porg or uh, or the 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 Resistance Y wing. Uh, but this is uh, this is quite nice, man. I don't know. Anyways, well, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna say- wait for your review. I know that you and and Johnny Orm will probably be jumping on. I know you will for sure. I'm not. I think Johnny was kind of lukewarm, but he he. I think he's impulsive. I think he loves his Lego too. <laughs> he might do yeah. it. So I'll, I'll wait for the reviews. Yeah, no, it looks, it looks, and I love the fact that they're on stands. Very like, handy. Oh man, that's like, that's display right there, you know? That's, uh, but the thing is, I can't hide behind it and say I'm getting them for my kids at this point. Yeah, you're gonna, you just, you just gotta own it. Yeah, I gotta own it. <sighs> it's for you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's clear as day. That's, that's just the way it is. You don't like it? Uh, they, they look good. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I like that it, it actually there's a there's a decal on the box that's uh, 40th anniversary of Empire. Yeah, so uh, like that that does a lot for me personally. Yeah, <laughs> that, that works for me. You just put that on anything, I might buy it. Yeah, that's the thing, man. It's uh, I, man, that box art is awesome. Anyways, okay, I just wanted to. Well, even like the the box art for the Black Series Probe Droid has like an aluminum foil. Yes, Empire 40th oh. stamp, and it that alone makes me want to buy that figure. Yeah, some people are buying like two and three, like just so they can unbox one and keep others in box. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, yeah, no, it's really nice. Very All right, cool. cool. I just want, well, there's I, a lot of. I, I just want to stay positive. Like before we move on from collecting, like I just want to stay positive about it because, goddamn, there's a lot of really cool stuff coming out in the near future that I actually really hope does hit the shelves. That's what you uh, think. <laughs> Things may be pushed back months here. Ah, not necessarily. I'm maybe right, maybe right, but I can see them still getting shipped out, but maybe not. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I don't know who's going to be delivering them. (laughs) And let's let's hope that uh, we all keep our jobs. (laughs) Right. That's pretty important. Hopefully, especially when it comes to this. Like, I work in transport. Like that's that's scary, man. When you talk about shutting down the borders, man, then you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. But they they can't do it. They can't do it. They can come up with special regulations to it, but in the long run, but then then it's up to the drivers too, man. Ah, anyway, it's crazy. Crazy times. But anyway, um, hats off to Lucasfilm Disney for releasing Rise of Skywalker early. That was a pretty cool move. Like I, you know, never never want to give a a giant corporation too much credit for doing something for their fans because obviously they saw a financial benefit to it but it was really cool like late last week people were saying hey man like hey disney since we're kind of locked down here why don't you release rise of skywalker early so we can watch it 
And they did. And it wasn't really much of a delay. Like, boom, they just dropped it on, was it Friday night? If I'm not yeah, mistaken. Bam. It was on iTunes, like, right? I, everywhere. Well, maybe not for everybody, but I had I haven't bought it. So I, I've got the Steelbook coming. I paid extra for the Steelbook, so I'll wait for that. No problem. Uh, but iTunes, uh, I could have bought it on Google. Like, I have it up on my screen. I can just hit buy now. But yeah, I, th- I thought that was a pretty classy move. And then the discourse started again, and all the people <laughs> who acted like they, their hopes and dreams were stomped on got all fired up again. It was... See, I saw none of it, man. I was, again, not too, too much on social media, but you know, I checked it out every now and again, scroll through the feed a bit. Oh, I saw I it. See I mean, not, not for I, people I, I directly follow. I mean, some people grumbling, which is fine, but like the the it's the it's the hair pulling and the hand wringing and the the absolute cacophony of of whininess. Ugh, God, it 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 gives me goosebumps, not in the good way. Like makes my skin crawl. Anyway, I thought that was a good move. So yeah, that, that's that's definitely something nice. And I'm, I'm kind of a bit jealous, you know. Like you said, Kyle. Like uh, I plan on getting a physical copy. Like I'd like to support the movement too, and like the move that they made. And I'm really, really, really anxious to kind of get to some of these extra scenes and like, I don't know, some of this concept art I've heard of, I don't know, the documentaries. Like uh, that'll be that'll be available online before long. It probably already is. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, like I said, hats off to Disney and Lucasfilm for making that happen. I think they they also released Frozen too early, uh, so hey, makes sense. People are gonna be trapped indoors for a while. Let's you know, it's a small gesture that financially works for them, and uh, you know, put some smiles on some people's faces for a little bit. So good job. How, how long you how long you figure before the entire nine set saga is available on Disney Plus? Uh, I think Rise of Skywalker is coming in the summer. June or July, I think it comes to Disney+. Plus. I mean, they're going to leave a, a, a bit of a window so people can go out and buy those $30, $40 Blu-rays, right? That's the way it's going to be. Yeah, of course. Yeah, why not? Anyway. Hey, do you, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, movies are being put, like, Push back like crazy. Like, uh, was it Fast Furious 9 got bumped till 2021? And Black Widow, I think that's only a matter of time before that gets shoved down the line. Bond uh, till November. Yeah, Bond was pushed till November, which is where Bond often happens anyway. So that's that's cool. But, I, I, but it's still supposedly – I saw a headline that read something along the lines that they're set to lose about $30 million on production because of that. Yeah, I mean, this it's going to sting everybody, for sure. But it, it got me thinking about Star Wars, though. Like, I, I wonder if coronavirus, in a way, could be a blessing for Star Wars as a franchise. And I know that Star Wars Celebration is a long way off still. But, like, at, at some point, fairly soon, sooner than we'd probably like to admit, like, they're going to have to make a decision, like, well before that, as to whether or not the, the event will go on as planned. And, but the reason I, I'm kind of wondering if it's uh, a blessing for Star Wars, and this is just me, pure, unpasteurized speculation, but like, I, I, you know, I mentioned, if, if, you, if anybody had listened to our most recent um, Luminous Beings, you know, I, I was talking about how I'm not 
so sure that Disney knows what and Lucasfilm know what they're gonna do on screen. Like I think they don't know. Like, I don't think they're fully made up about the direction they're gonna go in. The vision for uh, the film, you mean? Yeah. Like I don't know that they yeah. know. And that, and me neither. And I, I don't know. I made that point a couple of weeks ago as well. And that's what makes me scared about them really sticking firm to this 2022 film date, right? Like the time, the to- uh, the clock is ticking. Yeah, like like it's as far as we know, it, it, 2022 is still on the slate. But I wonder if they're going to stick with that with like with a confident direction, or if or if they're going to put a movie in that slot come hell or high water, regardless of vision or direction, just slap something together if you have to. And get something on the screen. Uh, that'd be detrimental to the franchise, like especially the state that it's in right now. Like you said, Kyle, I think you were alluding to it that they could possibly use this horrible situation, this pandemic, to kind of say, "Hey, you know, we have to delay uh, shooting and production, whatever it is." And I, I think that would, you know, kind of fit their needs at this point. Like I. I want to have confidence in their system, but I also think that the franchise itself needs a rest. We're getting all this cool stuff on the Disney plus thing. You know, I'm a big fan, but I could sacrifice it and say, you know, what's a good year to be coming out with the next film would 2025, you know, it's, it's a six year or five year wait more or less. But, you know, you'd be drooling again and it'd be a significant year. It's kind of a milestone year, right? 2025. And uh, I don't know. I just think uh, it'd be good to line it up with anniversaries like that 2050. You know, it's the 25th anniversary or whatever it is. But I, anyway, I'm just. Uh, uh. Well, like, like, OK, so here, here's here's my thinking. Like if an announcement for this 2022 movie is planned for celebration with, you know, with information, uh, cast, director, whatever, um, early kind of synopsis, concept art, that kind of thing. Like if they're forced to cancel celebration, like, does it, does it give them a little more time? Is that like a, an out for them to go, phew, like we weren't fully sure about this. Now we get to sort ourselves out and, and we get more time. Or is it like, if you haven't figured it out by now, you guys are in big trouble. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to think, but I'm, you know, if they were to, to do something like that and they had all these things planned out and I don't know, like a, a confident direction or understanding of where they were going, that would, that would bolster my confidence as well. You know, like I would be happy with that. But again, if they're not there, I think they really need to look at this franchise and moving forward, they need to, ah, they just need to, not think of it as a cash cow you know what i mean like you can't just keep pumping these things out just because it has the title star wars you know like it's been proven before that it backfired on them right just flooding the market you know you're you're gonna make something very special unspecial well some people would say that they've already done that Corey. oh i agree i mean we've had quite a bit of star wars since 2014 i guess and that's that's all right with me, man. I mean, I, I like the amount of Star Wars that we've had, but I'm also saying that it's a good thing to take more than sometimes a two-year break. And especially if you're coming up with a whole new epic saga, like it's got to be crazy again the next time you see 
you know, and like it comes on the Star Wars, you know, on screen, like. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, there's nothing there that I don't, uh, don't disagree with. Yeah, but I know. Yeah, I get it. Money makes the world turn, and these guys are all fat, greedy pigs. And <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're going right to the heart, ah, right for the yes. jugular, Corey. It is what it is, right? Like, I, mean, I wonder. I wonder if on. they would like if they would go from like canceling celebration outright. You know, like the show is over; it's not happening. Here's your refunds, everybody. Go away. No announcements, it, nothing. Or would they still make their announcements anyway? Just sort of, you know, throwing them out into the void of, of social media and, and, you know, all the other news outlets? Or would they just hoard those news things until they could do it on their own terms? Like maybe into 2021. I don't know what they hmm. would do. Would you want them just to go ahead and just let, let's let's have a virtual online celebration? Would you want them to do that? I mean, it's better than nothing, right? Especially, like you said, if they have actual uh, big news that they've got to get out there, you know what I mean? I mean, it's it's better than nothing. Like, these these stars are maybe booked for the events. It, it also depends on travel, you know what I mean? Like, it's... Well, that's it, too. Uh, I mean, part of it's booking guests, and if it's if it's virtual, it's maybe less of a deal, but all these things have to be booked. So they, the choice has to happen soon. Is it is it Kathy Kay's decision or Bob the Second's? It could even be Reed Pop. They're the people who <laughs> organize and run the show. If they say we're not doing it, it's over. Well, it could be the government too. Like, the, yeah, or the yeah, the decision could be taken out of their hands entirely if if Anaheim or the state of California says no gatherings more than. 250 people celebrations dead well then it'd be the true end of the world man like i don't know if these people ever heard of star wars fans ah come on (laughs) even star wars fans might be able to ah you know what never mind never mind (laughs) (laughs) come together right now yeah no based on the behavior we've seen i think star wars fans would would uh would riot if they canceled celebration outright especially now They'd have, I think they'd have to wait on that. Oh, boy. It'd be a big conspiracy theory. Oh, well, those, we don't need a reason to start those. Anyway. Um, it needs to be canceled. That's it. I think it will Just, be. Yeah. They're, 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 why wait? I know why they wait. They wait because they, the, the longer they take to, to, to cancel or to postpone – um, the longer they get to keep on to everybody's money who already paid, uh, so they're Collect not like that interest for just a yeah. little for one more month. Yeah. Let's hang that's, in there. That's all it's about, man. Well, I mean, they're willing to go there. I mean, look, they closed the parks, right? That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, but that's it. Wasn't there that that was the, the governor who decided? Really? Yeah, it was Gavin Newsom who decided that all you know two hundred the two hundred fifty person rule, and then. Uh, our prime, our premier did the same thing. They followed suit with with those with those guidelines. It was California first. Yeah, man, crazy times. We'll see what happens. I celebration looks to me like it's going to be a wash. 
And it probably, if we're being honest, it probably should be. Yes. All right. Um, hey, Clone Wars. Let's let's talk about that. Not obviously. There's there's no real news to talk about, so we're not gonna we're not gonna stretch and just talk about things that don't need to be discussed. Let's just dive into uh, Clone Wars. We've been away for a couple weeks here. Uh, we finished, but we were done. We're done with the first arc, the Bad Batch arc. What'd you guys think? Loved it, man. Yeah. Super I happy thought it was pretty it? cool. It, I came, it came around. Good. Yeah, it came around on me. It's still not my favorite uh, Clone Wars arc, but um, I think it's a good way to 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 kick off the last season. Yeah, that you said it right, man. That, that's exactly where I'm at too, man. Like, I'm just so happy that they they took the time. You know, they they could have condensed this story into a three parter, but they took the time with a four part arc and. On my part, it was appreciated and it was well merited as well because, you know, again, troopers, uh, there's a through line here as well. You know, like uh, from the beginning to end, Echo is in this this battle. So it's it's kind of a nice way to end the series and kind of wrap up that arc as, you know, the Clone Wars are coming to an end and just do the troopers their due diligence again. Like, I think that was it was it was well done. Like I'm anxious as well to move on and get onto the meat and bone, uh, the meat of this this thing, you know. But uh, I, I think it was really well done, and I liked it, man. Yeah. And it was, it was like one of those old school Saturday nights again, you know. Like I almost miss it being on TV. Like I don't miss the commercials and all that, but I miss the, you know, it's Saturday night. Uh, it's the same thing for Rebels, you know. When I it came when on, the it was show, like an event. When the show first came out for us. It was on Sunday nights at like 6.30. It was the worst time. It was the worst time to, to, to sit down and watch Clone Wars. Like at dinner time on a Sunday night. It was like, it was, it was so dumb. Especially since everybody else had already seen it. Anyway, yeah, but this arc, I thought it was, that was really fun. Like for, first and foremost, it was just super fun. Like full, full, full of action. It, Brought the Clone Wars back with the with a really big bang with some really fun characters. Um, do do you think this was the most relevant arc though? Like, if this is the final season, was this a relevant enough arc to include in these final twelve episodes? Because I, I, you know, there are some of those other unfinished stories that maybe would have been more relevant to the saga overall. Well, my personal know. opinion is that there there might be a tie in with uh, whatever Echo. Because it seems like he's he he may he 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 makes the right decision, but it seems like it's a choice for him. Whereas, like, as there's there might be an internal struggle with Echo's re, reprogramming, and that right now, uh, you know, he, he he's kind of he found a new home with the Bad Batch, but it, it might come around later on that he does something to kind of like. I don't. I don't think it's the last we've seen of Echo. I think there's something else uh, that um, is a little deeper, uh, and maybe he knows a lot more. Well, that's yeah. Like, where did the Bad Batch go from here? Because he he does Echo does get the chance to join the Bad Batch, which he struggles with, but then Rex kind of gives him the nudge, like the like the mommy bird out of the nest. Well, and- I am. I, I just want to chime in here, Kyle. Like. What you had asked earlier about, uh, you know, is it the most relevant arc? Like, 
in a way, like Carlos said, like we're kicking off the season with troopers. It's a good classic way to get us back into the groove. Again, the amount of episodes, I don't know, but the fact that it's uh, echo is this through line, right? He's in the first episode of the, uh, no, he's on the first episode of the series. He's in episode five of season one where, you know, it's a, it's a prequel and he's just the last sole surviving member of the domino squad. Right. And that's when we actually got troopers really under the microscope for the first time. And, you know, so it's just kind of touching on that and bringing all that to a resolution with like troopers that we're familiar with. And now we have. Is, Echo he, the last, here at the, is he the last of Domino Squad? Yeah, they're all they're all dead. I mean, there's there's heavy. Heavy's dead, right right away. Uh, I know. Listener James Motto is going to uh, fact check you on that. Fives was. <laughs> I think it was just him and Fives were the only ones that were left, and Fives bit the dust, man. Yeah, once he, he figured yeah, out the conspiracy, yeah, I think you're right. I think you might be and right. And you know, and even Echo now he's like the echo of a man almost you know like he's half the man he used to be he's like part machine he's part of the bad batch now like uh he's just the last sole surviving member of that one team that we got under the microscope and i think it's really fitting in that sense well he's got that super cool skill set now where he can interface exactly he almost makes tech irrelevant in that sense (laughs) poor tech echo's coming in to to eat his lunch yeah (laughs) that's why he doesn't like him that's why he doesn't trust him yeah but no like seriously though like the bad batch leave but where do they go from here like i I thought it was very ambiguous right like it was like are are they a mercenary group separate from the republic are they under the command of the republic and then beyond that do they belong to the empire like are they do they become like an inferno squad type thing going forward well that's the thing like uh do they have you gotta ask yourself do they have chips like the others yeah i don't know I don't know if they were. I don't think so. I, I I want to believe no, but we don't know if Echo removed his either. But at this point, yeah, probably with all that uh, the way they play with his brain. Yeah, you, I have no idea. I mean, it's it's obviously wide open. They could say, well, you know what? When uh, when these guys started developing in those little test tubes, they realized something was wrong, so they never did the chip thing. You know, you know the perfect place to bring them back, Kyle. Where's that, Corey? When we find Ezra. You think? Maybe. You know, they brought back Wolf and Gregor and Rex. Rex is still kicking. Wolf's still kicking. Like, I would sooner see a Bad Batch, like, comic comic book series than to see them shoehorned into the Looking for Ezra series. Although that could be cool. You know, if yeah, Ahsoka like, and if Sabine who, go out there yeah, looking. Rex, like, I, yeah, we're going to bring like reinforcements and they go out there with the Bad Batch. That would be kind of cool, I suppose. Yeah, like uh, if Rex is like the only way we're getting through this place is if we reach these guys, you know. And it could be a nice reunion. Yeah, and I, but I, I think there's a f- potential future for these guys. Like, I don't think this is the last we see of this group. Yeah, they're like the Ninja Turtles of Star Wars now, almost. Like, they're they're cool. The doors and the possibilities they've opened are kind of really interesting, man. With like, you know super smart, super skills, super hunter guy, super strength. Like I would love to see a no- like an audiobook. So a novel, but then the audiobook version narrated by D Bradley Baker. Oh. Or Does just he like still another audio the, drama. Is there anyone like is it still him doing all the bad batch? Yeah. Really, eh? That's awesome. I, I think so. 
sure sounded like him. Oh, there was one or two. Who was it? So one of them was like, I was like, okay, he's really taking it in a different direction. But like Hunter and Tech for sure. Yeah. Wrecker's got the most unique voice. He's, he's yeah. just shouting all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say. You, I don't know. They're, they, they, were, they were definitely fun. I mean, there's, it's strange to see those types of skill sets, particularly with Wrecker, who is just so unfathomably strong. Like, it doesn't make sense in Star Wars to a degree. But it was. It, it almost was, looks it like fun. he has special armor, too. Like, like he's a guy, and like, he is very strong. But that armor, like, that one scene where he pulls the, the wrecking ball, that was cool, man. Like, if you want, I've, I've seen the episode quite a few times now. And, like, he's running down at a point after demolishing, like, say, like, 15 droids. He, he starts running and picking them up one after another. It's like he's got, like, three and he's running with them. And he, he takes the gun out of one of their hands and just starts, like, oh, like sidearm shot like so cool yeah that was cool man that was really cool uh what about how would you feel about a disney plus series about the bad batch 100 percent in i'd love to see because that again like you know you get the whole people would freak out for the whole tomorrow morrison thing because you know hunter really looks actually quite like them but at least you can cast differently in that sense you know Oh no! I, well, I, I meant animated. I didn't mean like live action. Oh, that'd be very cool. Yeah, the stories to be had there are quite something. Uh, I, I wonder. Know. I wonder. It's... I mean, they—they they, they, presumably they still age rapidly, so their their stories would have to be in that black hole between uh, Revenge of the Sith and, and A New Hope. And do we need more stories told in that era? Considering we're getting at Cassian Andor and Kenobi, I don't know. It seems uh, it seems very uh, from an animated for me. You know? Sorry, go ahead, Carlos. I was I was saying it seems a little bit like okay, now you're just grasping at whatever to 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 make a. I, I no, if you're gonna tell the story, tell it uh, within the context of another story. Like I don't want to know the whole backstory behind these guys or, or like what else could they have possibly done that has any consequence to the story that's already existing? Yeah. That's, that's why I, I hate, I don't want to say it's a demotion, but like, if you look at movies being like the top of the pyramid and then TV shows and then novels. And if you consider, like, if you want to say comics were at the bottom of that pyramid and I, I don't, I don't mean to make it a hierarchy like that, but you know, like if if they wanted to do an ongoing series about the Bad Batch, fine, whatever. Because what percent of Star Wars fans read comics anyway? Five percent, ten percent. You could make any story you want in that region in in that era, and it would be fine. But I, yeah, I don't know that they need to devote a TV show to it. I'd watch no, it, I, but I don't I, know if they need to do that. I don't know. Well, I just I, sorry. Go go ahead, Corey. Well, I'm just going to say, things are grounded in popularity, right? Like, and they gauge things on that. So it all depends on fan reaction and whatnot. Like, look look at Ahsoka. Her plan was never to be where she's at right now for the most part. But Dave Filoni pushed for it, and the fans really pushed for it as well. And they they know if if it's going to make them money, they'll, they'll do something. I don't want that to negate the story or whatever, but... Maybe you're right, Kyle, with the whole TV thing, but I, uh, this is definitely, they're, they're really cool. They're a special little group. 
the story was really nicely wrapped up in this arc. So maybe we don't necessarily need more, but at the same time, I would like more stories somehow from them. And that's bound to come in my opinion. And uh, I don't know. Uh, definitely toys. toys oh yeah. <laughs> maybe comic, but I, I, I don't see them. I don't, there's not enough meat on that bone. Like nothing. They'd have to, they'd it, have to, it would be like making meat in a Petri dish. Like they'd have to yeah. whip it up from nothing. And the thing is, is like when we look at what they did with uh, outside of the saga, when when they they did Rogue One and Solo, um, the, the, it's it's adjacent to the saga itself. But that Rogue One story was a great story. It, it's it's how did they get the plans? And how yeah, does a everything fans asked for decades? And exactly. And how how do you know uh, how does everything tie in? Like, there's no question about these guys. Like, there's nothing about them that makes me say, okay, where do they go from here? You know? Unless uh, they all turn and they're the death troopers. But then that's way too much, like, shoehorning, you know? Yeah, uh, the the easiest thing to do with them is, you know, they become, like, one of the Emperor's special uh, squadrons. That he sends out to, oh, go attack this group of suspected rebels, and they go do that. Like, you, they that can tell suck. infinite stories in that vein. Because there's always See, some cell, splinter cells or some group somewhere that needs to be put down, and that's that's that is a lack of creativity in storytelling. That's a lack of relevant storytelling. But and and, and the reason why Rogue One and Solo work is because both those uh, both those side projects. Were actually mentioned in '77, it, where uh, Han Solo talks about uh, the, doing the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs, and uh, Kenobi mentioning, um, uh, no, not Kenobi, but um, uh, Princess Leia mentioning, uh, mentioning the, the 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 stolen Death Star plans. Mm-hmm. So it's like these are questions that people have had since 1977. Like I, it's awesome that they made those movies in 2016 and in 2018 after a 40, uh, 40 years, you know what I mean? But yep. Dude, wait till you see rogue two. It, it, <laughs> we saw rogue two. He was in empire strikes back and it was on Hoth. So uh, many bosses died. It, many bosses died. That's not rogue two. <laughs> Anyways, um, it, just to say, like, if if you come to me in in forty years and you say, "Oh, there's a story for the Bad Batch," I'd be like, "Maybe that'll have more interest for me." But right now, I just saw their story. Yeah, yeah. I don't. No, I don't I need to see for sure. more. It was it was it was a good good arc for them. It was a good introduction, and you know the possibilities that they open, man, are, are pretty insane. And again, Kyle, if we could hope for anything, if it was between toys. Or stories, toys, toys, <laughs> toys, toys. Again, like I think they would, they would be this. Okay, this is where I'm gonna. This is the hill I would die on for the Bad Batch. If they did IDW comics for the Bad Batch, you got me. It would just suit their tone, their skill set. Like they would, it would be just yeah. a wild comic. And if you wanted to ignore it because it's is it canon, is it adjacent? What is it? Whatever. The, ID, the IDW brand is kind of. The adventures are kind of a little more aimed at children, no? Yeah, and that's that would be it'd be very easy to ignore it if you didn't like it. 
I don't know. There's a lot of violence. You know what I mean? They would be perfect for for IDW. I mean, look what they did with uh, the horror genre with Vader's Castle. It was amazing. It was a goddamn delight. Yeah, it was fun. Bad Batch in an IDW format would would crush. It would be so good. And there'd be plenty of people lining up to write that. And you know what? If if you, I bet you there's certain fans that wouldn't even know it existed. And it would be perfectly fine. Anyway. Um, well, let's get into the episode a bit, though. Well, sure. I mean, one thing I wanted to talk about with the episode was was that struck like, the biggest thing for me. There's two things that really stood out to me in the episode. Um, I guess, yeah, the the big one for me was just like Anakin's declaration when he, he when he went and chased down Admiral Trench. That was and, amazing. And he's threatening him, and Trench is like, "Ah, you're not gonna do it. You're not gonna kill me." Or he says something about uh, a Jedi nobility or something like that. And Anakin just hacks his arms off and says, I don't yeah. have the weakness of nobility. Like his slide was in full effect. Oh, yeah. And there's yeah, that's the, you know, conveniently no witnesses to see how he, how he openly admits that, you know, the, the Jedi's greatest attribute of nobility to him is a weakness. Oh, dude, man! In the midst of the the Clone Wars, now you see Anakin's power coming to fruition in a big, big way. Like he's never—he always comes out on top, man. But now, when he says to Dooku in Return of the Sith, "My powers have doubled," like it's true, man. Like this kid, nothing stops him, man. Like, and he, they're emphasizing, like you said, they're highlighting that anger man when he opens the door he is in full grimace mode you know like and he's kicking ass and taking names like his power is insane like he's truly well it's, it's, the anger is is it's, he, it's he's it's doing more than simmering now like it's starting to bubble out yeah but it's it's like the the legend that we heard of anakin skywalker like he's been a great jedi throughout and done amazing things but like you see his true power, like uh, sourcing this anger, though. Like you said, like you tell the transformation is there, like you said, and it's they're they're starting to really highlight that. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah, like just his mindset, right? No, like je- like the, the nobility of a Jedi is a weakness. Like what would if Obi Wan was there with him in that moment, or eavesdrop- eavesdropping on those that comlink thing? I, he would have taken a step back and been like, "Oh boy." Like yeah. what is going on with the, there's something going on with that kid. And even when you watch the scene for the first time, like you almost get to say, if you know, Star Wars, I I, I knew something was going to go down. And first and foremost, like, I just want to say, I l- absolutely love trenches designed in this, you know, like he's almost got that like collar around his neck. They would think kind of keeps him together, like sending, you know, impulses through himself. Like just, I guess, uh, cortex or something you know and those arms man the eye just so well done so good to see him back as well it's one of those things like you know i had a bit of a problem when maul came back i was like the guy got cut in half like uh, i had a hard time getting into it and then once sam whitwer took off with this thing i i just don't care anymore just tell me more maul stories you know it's so goddamn good and with trench 
I didn't even think about it, man. Until the other night, I was actually kind of thinking, I know we're going to talk about the show. And I'm like, talk about. And it didn't even come into my mind. You know what I mean? Like, like how the hell did Trench survive? I don't care. I don't care how he survived. Look at him. He looks so cool. He's back. Like, I didn't even question the fact that he came back. He's like, he's Marie's favorite. And now I, I haven't spoken to her, but I got to get her feelings on how does she feel now that Trench is a, 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 apparently dead for good? Oh, dude, he was dead. You saw the, <laughs> the death cackle there. The... <laughs> so yeah, good. We saw, we, that's what we saw. But, you know, space spiders, who knows? Uh, What else? What else popped up for you, Corey? I, I got one, some, one thing that is like comic specific, so I'll, I'll hang on to it. Well, I, I like the fact that, you know, they kind of had us, we talked about it in weeks prior, about they kind of start planting the seed of doubt in Echo or about Echo, you know, his mind's been controlled by them. We can't trust him. He's almost like Borg in a certain sense. You know, is he going to turn on us? And it's kind of almost like a an analogy for the clones themselves. You know what I mean? Like they already have that... Uh, that disruption chip inside them for order 66. So it's very like an hypocritical from an innocent point of view, I guess. But at the same time, you know, echo came through and I was really happy that they followed through with that. Cause they really lead you to believe in the last episode on the wings of Karadakis. Kiridax. That Kiridax. That, uh, you know, like, can we trust him or whatever? It was something along those lines. And they kind of like zoom in on him. And it's like a da, 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 kind of ending. Like, can we trust Echo? And even in the episode, can we? But I was really glad that we were able to lean on that. Well, trust was, I think, the the overriding theme of the entire arc. Like, you start out with tr- uh, Rex not trusting the Bad Batch. Uh, there's even smatterings of trust issues between Anakin and Obi-Wan. And, and then it ends with... Um, the Bad Batch not trusting Echo. So this, well, I think if you're, uh, I know the last one anyhow, but I believe almost all the the headers when they come with their quote at the beginning, they all had something to do with trust. Hmm. It's almost like they're saying something. <laughs> but yeah, that was definitely front and center. Uh, what what jumped out to you, Carlos? Um. There were a couple as I was watching it. Uh, the, the the main thing for me was the Anakin, um, just flat out murdering, like not being tied to the Jedi thing. Like we talked about that, and um, but he didn't flat out murder him. Like he he he, he I don't know what he would have done with him in the long run. Like yes, he lopped his arms off, but Trench took a stab at him with his little electro taser thingy. That's like was the moment Anakin was waiting for it, but. He said his power on full display where he's just running out. He's like, what, yeah, what does he say to That's a murder. I mean, maybe, maybe provoked, but that was a murder. Yeah, that's it. He was just waiting for his opportunity. He's like, oh, you got me. Admiral, it was a pleasure. It's, it's not the f- first time Anakin has just straight up murdered someone, too. Like, who's that guy he stabs in the back? Well, lots of Jedi have, too. I mean, look at the Clone Wars. Like, It's not uh, all cut and dry like that. No, but I mean, in like Trench for his little electro prod thingy there, he's he's basically unarmed, and he's 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 lost fifty percent of his limbs. But that's not a guy you can trust, man. Like Trench, 
he's always got plan after plan after plan. Like that's a guy you. Why is it they're always trying to like give a soft landing to justify murders? Yeah, again, it's Corey trying to give a soft landing for murders. (laughs) Would you have murdered Palpatine like Mace Windu wanted to? Like, get out of my way, Anakin! Like this guy's too goddamn powerful. You don't understand. No, you don't understand. Was it, like, is, is it Rush I, I, Clovis? Is that the guy that Anakin stabs through the back? Uh, wasn't that a mercy murder though? Oh jeez, no, no. <laughs> I can't remember. I don't. I don't think Clovis. Clovis was on their side in the long run. I think. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm thinking of just like this normal dude, and he was he was a politician or a banker or something like that. Again, I'm, James is going to come fact fact check us, uh, or Nathan or somebody listening is going to say, it, it, "You idiots! It was that guy." Clovis. Like Anakin totally screws Clovis over at one point, but I know Clovis comes back. Um, like, well, Anakin get... stabs him right through the back, like unexpectedly, and people like Padme and I think Obi Wan too are looking at Anakin like WTF, Anakin, and he's like, "What? He was gonna, he was gonna blow us up," and he just like walks off. <laughs> like again, that's a murder. <laughs> Warning bells. Uh, I... I like that the, the 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 ship the that the the infiltrate is is the same class uh, vessel that um, we see at the beginning of episode three. Grievous. Yeah, the Grievous is the uh, the command ship. Yeah, it's true, eh? Yeah, I like that. And uh, what else did I like? Um, you know, it's a good one. A, a good scene. There was a. Uh... I really like this, man. I was I was kind of hoping a bit for more, but when Mace Windu gets up against all those battle droids, he's like, I have dismantled and destroyed over 100,000 of you Type 1 battle droids. <laughs> it's like, I give you now, like, it says this thing about giving the opportunity to surrender. And I was hoping he would kind of go all full-on Tart- Tartakovsky on us. Like, there's one episode of that where if there's like 100,000 against them or something, or 10,000 droids against Windu at one point, on this stormy planet and he loses his lightsaber and he just keeps just running circles around him and bashing them with his hands and he can't stop the guy. And I was really hoping to see that a bit in here, but it's, yeah, it's I cool. Thought, to... I'm, I'm, cause I thought the same thing. Like I'm glad they made that like threw that number out there because it made me think of, of, of Mace Windu in that Tartakovsky series. But when I, I remember seeing that back in 2003 or whatever it was, and I thought it was like, a little bit too much jumping the shark. I'm like, okay, I get it. The Jedi are powerful. This is insane. Yeah, he was like beating them with his bare fists. Like, just like he was using them as speed bags. Yeah. And it, it was a little bit much. Like it was basically Superman against an army of battle droids. But this sort of goes right around that and just says, I've taken out 100,000 of you. Yeah, that's so cool. It was, I it, was, like- it was a cool little nod because it does acknowledge Windu's ability. It gives you a nice. Gauge. I think it was meant to be a direct nod to the Tartakovsky, like. Yeah, I th- you're probably right. Yeah. Blast them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, the, the the one thing I I I I noticed about especially the last two episodes was the um, there was a lot of comedy, and it wasn't just like a stupid comedy. It was like. Just yeah, like some, funny, some, yeah, some well written jokes. Little one line, yeah, yeah, some good, well written things. And 
I mean, uh, off the top, I, I can't, I can't remember specifically, but I, I remember walking away from it thinking, yeah, that was good. I should probably remember that for the podcast tonight. Boom! <laughs> I, I forgot them. But Gone. <laughs> it's over. But, um, but I, I, it still doesn't change the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with, uh, with the arc. Like I, I really turned around on me. Like I wasn't, I wasn't completely enamored with the idea at the beginning and, uh, you know, after four episodes, I could say, you know what? That's good storytelling. It was fun. It was absolutely a ton of fun. And, you know, it, we got a little bit of insight into how the uh, techno union works and what their motives were, which is, again, profiteering from war, which which was cool. I mean, it fleshes out the separatists from, from the prequels, which is nice. Oh, and we got dinosaurs, which is cool. There's no dinosaurs in Star Wars, Carlos. God. Sorry, the pterodactyls. What are they? What were they, those things? Pterodacts. No, I was just making fun of the people who, when, uh, when they announced the High Republic stuff and they had the they had dinosaurs written on the whiteboard. Yeah. yeah. And all those I remember douches that. out there freaked out. Dinosaurs in Star Wars? What are you doing? Do you not remember last episode? Do you not remember the woolly mammoth, a.k.a. Banthas, from episode four? Do you not uh, remember the Dianoga, the snake creature uh, in, the, in the Death Star? Nope. Uh, you know, what you know what's the craziest one I've seen? Oh, Dubax, the, the Mudhorn, <laughs> the from, Reek from the Mando. It looks exactly like something that existed here. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you, whatever. Look, there's dinosaurs in Star Wars. Get over it. Yeah, um, it's just but, beasts. Uh, yes, exactly. No, there was some cool. There was some cool things. I, I even um, uh, with the crew, like. You know, record just wants to beat everybody, and they're like yeah, the I numbers game he plays with the uh, crosshair. It was yes, very, yes. very uh, for Lord of the Rings fans. It was very Gimli and Legolas. Yeah, I, I loved it, man. That was funny. Like, you yeah. really, my my least favorite at this point was crosshairs, but now I have to say, like, I have a love, a complete love for the whole entire group. Like, I really record resonated with me. Uh, Hunter, like, he was super cool too. Record you know, was like. It's like a mix of Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, and Michelangelo a bit too, I find. He's like the Michelangelo of the crew with like super strength. I don't know. But well, I love the look on his Cro- face when, when Crosshairs takes out like, what, 20, yeah. 20 battle droids at once. And he's just like, what? With the, yeah. little, with the little mirrors there? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was so cool. Like that, that, that set it off for me, man. Like for his character, like the way they, they animated it, the way they set it up. I love the fact that he was able to do that. Like, just again, like you, you know their powers, but that really set his power off to a new level to, for me. You know, mm-hmm. there was another, there was another uh, Anakin thing that uh, that I really, really enjoyed, and it's at the, it's at the tip of my tongue. I just, I can't, re- I can't remember, but I just, I like that he, uh, you know, that he has that uh, the Jedi Force jump uh, ability. But he also pulls up Wrecker uh, as they're breaking through the door, which I found really, really cool that he used the Force to pull him up. Yeah. That was in episode three, right? Yeah, that was in the Kyrdax episode, I think. Or was it yeah. two? No, no it's three. It was, this is the third episode, yeah, I think. Th- yeah, when the, uh, yeah, decimator, when, when the Decimator came in. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Was, it was the beginning of the third episode. That, that reminded me of Sabine's device. A little bit. Or sure. her weapon. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. 
definitely. That was that was a really cool moment too. Um, well, you know what? I, you know what? I'm surprised at all three of us, and I didn't even see it online. No one's speculating as to the matter, but I never saw anyone say or heard anyone say, sorry, that uh, Echo would become a member of the Bad Batch. <laughs> like, wasn't it so evident and obvious in the long run? But like, just didn't put it together. I can't remember if that happened in the original arc or not, like in the animatics. I don't know if it doesn't that's a matter new... though. Like it, it, it makes so much sense. Like he's... Well, what I'm saying is the reason you may not have seen speculation on that is because it may have already been known. Huh, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, then you look like an idiot, like me. <laughs> hey man, you live by the sword. I'll die by it. I'm, I'm curious. Maybe it happened. Maybe it didn't. Maybe it didn't. I, 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 I don't know. I don't remember. I would have mentioned it if I saw it if I, if I saw it coming, but <clears throat> no, if I, I don't know. I just uh, none of us mentioned it. Well, because it's, like, it's not until the final episode where you even see Echo fit enough to to do anything. So you, why would you exactly. speculate that? Like he's you're right, you're right. He's barely like living by, <laughs> at the end of the other one. Like you're not sure he's going to survive, but it's only in that fourth episode where he's he shows up in that cool armor and he's he's good to go. And even then, Rex is like, uh, are "You sure you sit this out?" They better um, make an echo toy. You live by the sword, you die by the mercy killing. That's the way <laughs> yes. of Corey. Oh, this is the way. Oh boy. Well, the, the last thing I wanted to say, and I was, it's a spoiler for the Rise of Kylo Ren comic series. So if you haven't read that and you want to skip ahead uh, a couple minutes, but uh, one of the things that I thought was really interesting as it unfolded, I was like, oh my God, like it was almost like a copy paste, uh, but a story beat. Like when when Hunter is telling Echo, like giving him the offer to join the Bad Batch, um, you know, like you don't fit in with the regs. You're one of us now. Come join us. There's always a place for you here. It's almost like a verbatim uh, offer that Ren offers to Ben Solo Mm -hmm. in the Rise of Kylo Ren comic. I think number two or one or two. And he's like, hey, look, you don't belong with this guy. Talking about Luke. You want to come with you want to come to a place you fit in you know where to find us. It was almost like a, the exact type of offer where like, you're not fitting in. Come to the other side. We we got cookies. You know, was, <laughs> that, that jumped out to me immediately. And I, I wonder if they're kind of look, you know, Filoni and Charles Soule, if they're sort of looking at each other's homework in that regard. Anyway, that's, uh, that's our look at this first arc from the, well, I just want to say one thing, like one last thing about uh, like, just, we're wrap- not done. Yeah, just wrapping it all up. Sorry, man. <laughs> Like the, and the photo that they took, I really like the photos and the, the animated stuff. Even in Rebels, when Ezra's looking at photos of his family, it's visibly different animation-wise. There's something about that that kind of sets it off. But just that photo of Domino Squad and, and – uh, or not Domino Squad, but those those troopers like Rex and Echo and Fives and all that. But him being the last one, I don't know, man. Like I'm just – I'm happy that – uh, like when we see the ending and he's he actually does choose that path to be with the Bad Batch like twice man I can watch the episode four times now I think like some of the times I actually had to like take a long time to watch it just because I wasn't I didn't I wasn't fully immersed you know I wasn't giving it its full due diligence so anyhow like just when you see it at the end and he's when Echo's actually walking toward them. Like Rex kind of like looks behind him 
like the animation there is just so on point and for some like emotional you know they really capture the emotional essence of what's happening and it, like the salute like two times goosebump worthy thus far loved it man yeah. and you get the goosebumps when you see something like that like like mission accomplished well said all right, uh, time to wrap it up, guys. Um, next week, we start with uh, with the Ahsoka arc on Coruscant. I'm looking forward to getting back together with Ahsoka. It's been so long since we got some new Ahsoka content. Really looking forward to that. Uh, and we'll see if, uh, if Lucasfilm sees fit to bless us with any news to discuss during the week. But uh, other than that, we'll see. We'll see how COVID-19 messes with our world a little more. Tony Saber's canceled. <laughs> You never know. Maybe we'll be the first podcast to be cancelled by COVID-19. Hey, look, if Sith Disturbers didn't get us cancelled, <laughs> I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. Hey, okay. You know what? One more thing. One more thing on this whole arc thing. It made me laugh every time they said it. There was a bunch of times in this arc where they alluded to serving together for so long. And I'm like, you know, oh, we've been together. We've been at each other's side and been through so much. I'm like, dude, you're 10 years old. Honestly, you've, you've been a, you're alive for 10 years. Stop it. Yeah, you you try going to war. The war is two years old. <laughs> Stop it. It's the training too, probably. Uh, whatever. Anyway, I thought that was funny. But that uh, that's going to do it for this week, guys. Uh, if you want to be part of the podcast, send your questions, your thoughts, your theories um, to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. We'll get them onto an un- upcoming episode. We may need them. If this uh, if this dearth of news continues much longer, these podcasts are going to get real short. So uh, if you've got questions and things you want us to discuss, let us know. We'll be happy to talk about them. Uh, shout out to the one and only Rob Wade from Emotionally14 uh, for endorsing this episode and others as part of the E14 Endorse program, which you can learn more about at Emotionally14.com. And be sure to check out our pals at the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. You can learn more about that at our Facebook page. You can also look us up on iTunes as a podcast provider. Got a bunch of great shows. Still cranking out great Star Wars content. We got all kinds of people uh, talking about Star Wars in different ways. So whatever you like about the galaxy far, far away, uh, we've got you covered. Uh, So with all that out of the way, gents, where can we find you on social media, Carlos? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carlos or at CCandidoMusic or at CarlosCandidoMusic.com. Corey? Guys, guys, got to hit me up at Chump Rules with the Z on the Twitter machine. And, you know, Kyle's going to follow up here, but got to hit us up in our closed Facebook group. It's always always a good time. It's safe. It's comfy. It's cozy, cozy man. Just join us. Join us. Yeah, join us in that closed Facebook group. It's it's you know it, it's even though there's that dearth of news, we still find things to talk about. So come join us there. We'll let you in, and I'll have a good time. Otherwise, you can find me on Twitter at Tumbling Saber, also on Instagram where I'm very very quiet. Um, actually, I've been quiet on social media for the last couple of weeks. It's just it's been tiring, guys. I'm tired. Uh, anyways, that's gonna do it for this week. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Let us know what you think, and we will talk to you again soon. Until then, wash your hands, stay inside. <laughs> And may the force be with you. Static draws me closer to your place.
dreams fall away signs blindly to the lions on your face beating strong drifting Running away, darling. Please don't. 